Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 through 34. As Jesus passed by from there, two blind men followed him, calling out and saying, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They told him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. Then their eyes were opened. Jesus strictly commanded them, saying, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread abroad his fame in all the land. As they went out, behold, a mute man, who was demon-possessed, was brought to him. When the demon was cast out, the mute man spoke. The multitudes marveled, saying, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, By the prince of demons, he casts out demons. Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. He went out from there. He came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what is the wisdom that is given to this man, that such mighty works come about by his hands? Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judah, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and among his own relatives and in his own house. He could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. He marveled because of their unbelief. He went around the villages teaching. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through chapter 11, verse 1. Jesus went about all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease, and every sickness among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were harassed and scattered, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest indeed is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest will send out laborers into his harvest. He called to himself his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every sickness. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter, Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, John, his brother, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, Lebaeus, who was also called Thaddeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Jesus sent these twelve out and commanded them, saying, Don't go among the Gentiles, and don't enter into any city of the Samaritans. Rather, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. Freely you received, so freely give. Don't take any gold, silver, or brass in your money belts. Take no bag for your journey, neither two coats, nor sandals, nor staff, for the laborer is worthy of his food. Into whatever city or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy and stay there until you go on. As you enter into the household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come on it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to it. Whoever doesn't receive you or hear your words, as you go out of that house or that city, shake the dust off your feet. Most certainly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Behold, I send you out as sheep among wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils, and in their synagogues they will scourge you. Yes, and you will be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony to them and to the nations. But when they deliver you up, don't be anxious how or what you will say, for it will be given you in that hour what you will say. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. Brother will deliver up brother to death, and the father his child. Children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. You will be hated by all men for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, flee into the next. For most certainly, I tell you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel until the Son of Man has come. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be like his teacher, and the servant like his Lord. If they have called the master of the house of Beelzebub, how much more those of his household? Therefore, don't be afraid of them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in darkness, speak in the light, and what you hear whispered in the ear, proclaim on the housetops. Don't be afraid of those who kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Aren't two sparrows sold for an Asarian coin? Not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Therefore, don't be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Don't think that I came to send peace on the earth. I didn't come to send peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man at odds against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's foes will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me, isn't worthy of me. He who doesn't take his cross and follow after me isn't worthy of me. He who seeks his life will lose it, 
and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. He who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. Whoever gives one of these little ones just a cup of cold water to drink in the name of a disciple, most certainly I tell you, he will in no way lose his reward. When Jesus had finished directing his twelve disciples, he departed from there to teach and preach in their cities. Mark chapter 6, verses 14 through 50. King Herod heard this, for his name had become known, and he said, John the baptizer has risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. But others said, He is Elijah. Others said, He is a prophet, or like one of the prophets. But Herod, when he heard this, said, This is John, whom I beheaded. He has risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent out and arrested John, and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias set herself against him and desired to kill him, but she couldn't. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and kept him safe. When he heard him, he did many things, and he heard him gladly. Then a convenient day came that Herod, on his birthday, made a supper for his nobles, the high officers and the chief men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias herself came in and danced, she pleased Herod and those sitting with him. The king said to the young lady, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He swore to her, Whatever you shall ask of me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? She said, The head of John the baptizer. She came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, I want you to give me right now the head of John the baptizer on a platter. The king was exceedingly sorry for the sake of his oaths and of his dinner guests. He didn't wish to refuse her. Immediately, the king sent out a soldier of his guard and commanded to bring John's head. And he went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the young lady. And the young lady gave it to her mother. When the disciples heard this, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in a tomb. The apostles gathered together themselves together to Jesus, and they told him all things, whatever they had done and whatever they had taught. Jesus said to them, You come apart into a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to even eat. They went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. They saw them going, and many recognized him and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them and came together to him. Jesus came out, saw a great multitude, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. 
and he began to teach them many things. When it was late in the day, his disciples came to him and said, This place is deserted, and it is late in the day. Send them away, that they may go into the surrounding country and villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. They asked him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they knew, they said, Five, and there's two fish. He commanded them that everyone should sit down in groups on the green grass. They sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, Jesus blessed and broke the loaves, and he gave to his disciples to set before them, and he divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were filled. They took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces of bread and also of fish. Those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he himself sent the multitude away. After he had taken leave of them, he went up the mountain to pray. When evening had come, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Seeing them distressed in rowing, for the wind was contrary to them, about the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea. And he would have passed by them, but they, when they saw Jesus walking on the sea, thought that it was a ghost and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled. But Jesus immediately spoke with them and said to them, Cheer up, it is I. Don't be afraid. Matthew chapter 14, verses 28 through 33. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the waters. Jesus said, Come. Peter stepped down from the boat and walked on the waters to come to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was strong, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me! Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, took hold of him, and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got up into the boat, the wind stopped. Those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, You are truly the Son of God. Mark chapter 6, verses 53 and through 56. When they had crossed over, they came to the land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. When they had come out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran around that whole region and began to bring those who were sick on their mats to where they heard he was. Wherever he entered, into villages or into cities or into the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched him were made well. John chapter 6 verses 22 through 71. On the next day, the multitude that stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except the one in which his disciples had embarked, and that Jesus 
hadn't entered with his disciples into the boat, but his disciples had gone away alone. However, boats from Tiberias came near to the place where they ate the bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the multitude therefore saw that Jesus wasn't there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Most certainly I tell you, you seek me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves of bread and were filled. Do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which remains to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For God the Father has sealed him. They said therefore to him, What must we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. They said therefore to him, What then do you do for a sign that we may see and believe you? What work do you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread out of heaven to eat, which was recorded in Exodus. Jesus, therefore, said to them, Most certainly, I tell you, it wasn't Moses who gave you the bread out of heaven, but my father gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. They said, therefore, to him, Lord, always give us this bread. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will not be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I told you that you have seen me, and yet you don't believe. All those whom the Father gives me will come to me. He who comes to me, I will in no way throw out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of my Father who sent me, that of all he has given to me, I should lose nothing, but should raise him up at the last day. This is the will of the one who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews therefore murmured concerning him, because he said, I am the bread which came down out of heaven. They said, Isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How then does he say, I have come down out of heaven? Therefore Jesus answered them, don't murmur among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up in the last day. It is written in the prophets, They will all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who hears from the Father and has learned comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Most certainly, I tell you, he who believes in me has eternal life.
I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread which comes down out of heaven, that anyone may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Yes, the bread which I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews therefore contended with one another, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus therefore said to them, Most certainly I tell you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you don't have life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me, he will also live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as our fathers ate the manna and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to this? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples murmured at this, said to them, Does this cause you to stumble? Then what if you would see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and are life. But there are some of you who don't believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who didn't believe and who it was who would betray him. Jesus said, For this cause I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it is given to him by my Father. At this, many of his disciples went back and walked with Jesus no more. Jesus said, therefore, to the twelve, You don't also want to go away, do you? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Didn't I choose you, the twelve, and one of you is a devil? Now he spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. Mark chapter 7, verse 1, through chapter 8, verse 26. When the Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered together to him, having come from Jerusalem, now when they saw some of his disciples eating bread with defiled that is, unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews don't eat unless they wash their hands and forearms, holding to the tradition of the elders. They don't eat when they come from the marketplace unless they bathe themselves. And there are many other things which they have received to hold to, washings of cups, pitchers, bronze vessels, and couches. The Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why don't your disciples walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with unwashed hands? 
He answered them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? As it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But they worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For you set aside the commandment of God and hold tightly to the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and you do many other such things. He said to them, Full well do you reject the commandment of God, so that you may keep your own tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, if a man tells his father or his mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is korban, that is to say given to God, then you no longer allow him to do anything for his father or his mother, making void the word of God by your own tradition, which you have handed down. You do many things like this. He called all the multitude to himself and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing from outside of the man that going into him can defile him. But the things which proceed out of the man are those that defile him. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When Jesus entered into a house away from that multitude, his disciples asked him about the parable. Jesus said to them, Are you also without understanding? Don't you perceive that whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile him because it doesn't go into his heart? But into his stomach, then into the latrine, making all foods clean. Jesus said, That which proceeds out of the man, that defiles the man. For from within, out of the hearts of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, sexual sins, murders, thefts covetings, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. From there he arose and went away into the border of Tyre and Sidon. He entered into a house and didn't want anyone to know it, but he couldn't escape notice. For a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit, having heard of him, came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman who was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by race, she begged him that he would cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not appropriate to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. He said to her, For this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. She went away to her house and found the child having been laid on the bed with the demon gone out. Again, he departed from the borders of Tyre and Sidon and came to the Sea of Galilee through the middle of the region of Decapolis. They brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. They begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside from the multitude privately and put his fingers into his ears and he spat and touched his tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed 
and said to him, Ephaphah, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was released, and he spoke clearly. He commanded them that they should tell no one. But the more Jesus commanded them, so much the more widely they proclaimed it. They were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. In those days, when there was a very great multitude and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to himself and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have stayed with me now three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away fasting to their home, they will faint on their way, for some of them have come a long way. His disciples answered him, From where could one satisfy these people with bread here in a deserted place? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. He commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves. Having given thanks, he broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to serve, and they served the multitude. They also had a few small fish. Having blessed them, he said to serve these also. They all ate and were filled. They took up seven baskets of broken pieces that were left over. Those who had eaten were about 4,000. Then Jesus sent them all away. Immediately, he entered into, a, into the boat with his disciples. He came into the region of Dalmanutha. The Pharisees came out and began to question him, seeking from him a sign from heaven and testing him. He sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Most certainly, I tell you, no sign will be given to this generation. He left them and again entering into the boat, departed to the other side. They forgot to take bread and they didn't have more than one loaf in the boat with them. Jesus warned them saying, take heed. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. They reasoned with one another, saying, It's because we have no bread. Jesus, perceiving it, said to them, Why do you reason that it's because you have no bread? Don't you perceive yet, neither understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, don't you see? Having ears, don't you hear? Don't you remember? When I broke the five loaves among the 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They told him, 12. Jesus says, when the seven loaves fed the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They told him, seven. Jesus therefore asked them, don't you understand yet? Jesus came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took hold of the blind man by the hand and brought him out of the village. When he spat on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. He looked up and said, 
I see men, for I see them like trees walking. Then again he laid his eyes on his he laid his hands on his eyes. He looked intently and was restored and saw everyone clearly. He sent him away to his house saying, "Don't enter into the village, nor tell anyone in the village." Matthew chapter 16 Verses 13 through 26. Now, when Jesus came into the parts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, Some say John the Baptizer, some Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also tell you that you are Peter, And on this rock, I will build my assembly and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven and whatever you release on earth will have been released in heaven. Then he commanded the disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and the third day be raised up. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke Jesus, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this will never be done to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Or what will a man give in exchange for his life? Luke 9, chapter, Luke chapter 9, verses 26 through 35. For whoever will be ashamed of me and my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed. When he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But I tell you the truth. There are some of those who stand here who will in no way taste of death until they see the kingdom of God. About eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter, John, and James and went up onto the mountain to pray. As he was praying the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became white and dazzling. Behold, two men were talking with him who were Moses and Elijah who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep But when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. As they were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let's make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, 
and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said. While he said these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them. And they were afraid as they entered into the cloud. A voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly looking around, they saw no one with them anymore, except Jesus only. As they were coming down from the mountain, he commanded them that they should tell no one what things they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept this saying to themselves, questioning what the rising of the dead meant. They asked him, saying, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus said to them, Elijah indeed comes first and restores all things. How is it written about the Son of Man that he should suffer many things and be despised? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they have also done to him whatever they wanted to, even even as it is written about him. Coming to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them, and scribes questioning them. Immediately all the multitude, when they saw him, were greatly amazed, and running to, to him, greeted him. He asked the scribes, What are you asking them? Jesus asked the scribes, What are you asking them? One of the multitude answered, Teacher, I brought to you my son, who has a mute spirit, and whenever it seizes him, It throws him down and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and wastes away. I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they weren't able. He answered him, Unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. They brought him to Jesus. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground, wallowing and foaming at the mouth. He asked his father, How long has it been since this has come to him? The boy's father said, From childhood. Often it has cast him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out with tears, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a multitude came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to him, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. After crying out and convulsing him greatly, it came out of him. The boy became like one that was dead, so much that most of them said, He's dead. But Jesus took the boy by the hand and raised him up, and he arose. When he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we cast it out? Jesus said to them, This kind can come out by nothing except by prayer and fasting. They went out from there and passed through Galilee. He didn't want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples and said to them, The Son of Man is being handed over to the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, on the third day, he will rise again. But they didn't understand the saying.
and were afraid to ask him. Matthew chapter 17, verses 24 through 27. When they had come to Capernaum, those who collected the didachma coins came to Peter and said, Doesn't your teacher pay the didachma? Peter said, Yes. When he came into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth receive toll or tribute? From their children or from strangers? Peter said, From strangers. Jesus said to him, Therefore the children are exempt. But, lest we cause them to stumble, go to the sea cast a hook, and take up the first fish that comes up. When you have opened its mouth, you will find a stater coin. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Mark chapter 9, verses 33 through 46. When he came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing among yourselves on the way. But they were silent, for they had disputed with one another on the way about who was the greatest. Jesus sat down and he called the twelve, and he said to them, If any man wants to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. He took a little child and set him in the middle of them. Taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such little child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me doesn't receive me, but him who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone who doesn't follow us casting out demons in your name and we forbade him because he doesn't follow us. But Jesus said, don't forbid him for there is no one who will do a mighty work in my name and be able to quickly speak evil of me. For whoever is not against us is on our side. For whoever will give you a cup of water to drink in my name because you are Christ's, most certainly I tell you, he will in no way lose his reward. Whoever will cause one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if he were, to thro if he were thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around his neck. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed rather than having your two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire, where their worm doesn't die and the fire is not quenched. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life lame, rather than having your two feet to be cast into Gehenna into the fire that will never quench where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Matthew chapter 18 verses 9 through 35. Jesus is continuing speaking. If your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into the Gehenna of fire. See that you don't despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man came to save that which was lost. What do you think? If a man has one hundred sheep, and one of them goes astray. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine, go to the mountains, and seek that which has gone astray? If he finds it, most certainly, I tell you, he rejoices 
over it more than over the 99 which have not gone astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. If your brother sins against you, go, show him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained back your brother. If he doesn't listen, take one or two more with you, that at the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the assembly. If he refuses to hear the assembly also, let him be to you as a Gentile or a tax collector. Most certainly I tell you, whatever things you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever things you release on earth will have been released in heaven. Again, assuredly I tell you, that if two of you will agree on earth concerning anything that they will ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the middle of them. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Like seven times? Jesus said to him, I don't tell you until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he had begun to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But because he couldn't pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold with his wife, his children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and knelt before him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will repay you all. The Lord of that servant, being moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 denarii. And he grabbed him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me. I will repay you. He would not, but went and cast him into prison until he should pay back that which was due. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were exceedingly sorry and came and told their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord called him in and said to him, You wicked servant! I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you also have had mercy on your fellow servant, even as I had mercy on you? His Lord was angry and delivered him to the tormentors until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly Father will also do to you if you don't each forgive your brother from your hearts for their misdeeds. Luke chapter 9 verses 57 through 62. As they went on the way, a certain man said to him, I want to follow you wherever you go, Lord. Jesus said to him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Jesus said to another, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, allow me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, 
leave the dead to bury their own dead. But you go and denounce God's kingdom. Another also said, I want to follow you, Lord. But first allow me to say goodbye to those who are at my house. But Jesus said to them, said to him, No one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for God's kingdom. John chapter 7, verses 2 through 10. Now the feast of the Jews, the feast of booths, was at hand. His brothers therefore said to him, Depart from here and go into Judea, that your disciples also may see your works which you do. For no one does anything in secret while he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, reveal yourself to the world. For even his brothers did not believe in Jesus. Jesus therefore said to them, My time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world can't hate you, but it hates me, because I testify about it, that its works are evil. You go up to the feast. I am not yet going up to this feast, because my time is not yet fulfilled. Having said these things to them, he stayed in Galilee. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he also went up, not publicly, but as it were in secret.